It's a good show. Okay, I'm sorry if it's terrible. Um, hi, I'm Martha Kelly, and you're listening to Radio Eight Ball with Andros Jones. I'd fucked it up. Did I say it right? <laughs> Welcome to Radio Eight Ball. Step up and give us a shake. We're here in your ear. This could be our year, the year of tempting fate. Wherever you are, perhaps in your car, your questions are put to song. Embrace your faith, there's no escape, perhaps you'll sing along. Randomly or aligned with an order beyond all mortal kin. Surrender all will to the warp and the woof of our gentle and good friend. Synchronicity. Synchronicity. And now, it's time for the Radio 8 Ball Show. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andros Jones, here at Starburns Industries on May 18th, 2018, with the band Icy Hawks in L.A. Hey, Andros. Hi, Andros. Oh, really exciting, exciting all your voices. It's so we're having a lot of fun here, right? I mean, yeah. this has been... We're having fun. This has been some powerful, potent... This is our fifth day we've been here. Yeah, it just yeah. goes on Five and on. Five days. I know. It's like a musical. I'm looking forward treat. to taking a shower, <laughs> but other than that, it's great. So, and now you have you have you've been inviting a lot of guests to come in and ask questions on the show. Yes. Now we're joined by another of your fabulous friends, Paul Guy Lunis. Yes, Paul. Paul is my brother-in-law. Really? Yes. How, so how did that happen? He well, asked, knowing that the answer has to involve marriage to a sister. Yes, he got <laughs> married to my wife's identical twin sister. Oh, I've always wondered. You know, I'm going to ask an obvious question. Yeah. Do you ever like, well, I just always feel like, first of all, did they ever punk you and pretend to be? No, we know the, <laughs> we know the difference. We know the difference. We do. Yeah. So do you, are you able, so do you feel like you really, like, with twins, like it's always. I have cousins who are twins, mm-hmm. and even now, sometimes it's it's. I get. I'm just like a person who gets nervous if I have to remember anything. Yeah. So, but I would imagine, like, once you've lived day in and day out with a twin, you never, oh, yeah. you never would mistake no. them for anyone else. No, I don't think no. so. Although I would say, occasionally on the phone, there have been a couple times on the phone where maybe for a second. Just a second, I was like, I thought I was talking to Katie and it was Lacey or vice they, versa. They could mess with us, but that's not their thing. No. <laughs> Twins no, don't it, actually do that outside of movies and TV exactly. shows. Well, at least they, they don't. don't. They and don't. I mean, they, I think that they never did, like in their whole lives, like sort of uh, try to trick people with, you or, know what? or try to parlay their twinness. You know, if someone much. says they never, ever did, that makes me think... I don't know what's going on there. Like you, ne- it's like Superman saying that he never flew. Come, you, you're not tempted to try and fly just once. Superman never flew. No, if Superman had the power to fly, it was like I just never did it. Yeah, I can see through walls. Just never done it. Right. Anyway, are you a music? You're a musician as well, or how do you? Uh, yes. Amateur, amateur musician. 
So I mean, so semi-pro. You, so you, yeah, I'd go, I'd go yeah. semi-pro at least. I mean, okay, so my, my wife and her sister uh, had a theater in San Francisco, and um, Paul did a bunch of the music for many of the plays. In the 90s. In the 90s yeah. that were there in San Francisco. Um, and one, I, I sang the father song, uh, one of Paul's great, one of Paul's Intense. many great songs, which is <laughs> yeah. about sort of a, I guess a Halifax communist, communist? fisherman Something song? like that. I didn't write the words. <laughs> yeah, you wrote the lyrics. Okay, I wrote the music. Yeah. Um, and Paul had many great bands and has another great band right now called Los Gatitos and uh, Piggy. Uh, I mean, so wait, are all your bands named after animals? Pretty much. <laughs> Los Gatitos, Piggy. Yeah. What else? The, the Troublemakers. So, like, um, that could be any animal. The, the I'm thinking railroad, a raccoon, maybe. <laughs> the Railroad Retirement Board. The Railroad uh, Retirement yeah, Board. Right. That was my first band. So, like, always crows. public service. Oh, public service <laughs> has always been part of Paul's mission. Paul's also a doctor. Uh, as well as a musician. You're the second doctor musician we've had on the show. Oh, really? Tobias the Owl was a guest on the show, and he's a he's a very well-respected doctor in Seattle. So, cool. And Paul's high school classmate was recently on yeah. this show. Tell, tell us about that. And you were you were you were high school classmates with Ford Pier, the was. great, the great Ford yeah. Pier. So so this week, you know, I learned about your show. And uh, so I've been, you know, practicing, like, studying it yeah. over the week. And then, you know, I looked up the website and there, lo and behold, was uh, my high school friend from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, Ford Pierre. And he was the featured guest like like two weeks ago, week and yeah. a half ago. And, uh, and really interesting and articulate and clever and, you know... Uh, amazing songwriter and humble guy. Like, well, yeah. he's making us look bad. No, <laughs> no this is just uh, just a great guy. And and so I listened to most of those shows, if not all of them, this week. That was how yeah. I studied for it, which was oh. amazing because I haven't really been in touch with him for many years. So so I was like, you know, getting to know him again. It was very cool. So that did was you my, reach out to him after? Well, you know, I, I will, but I you know this is just all happening yeah, so fast. Yeah, that was well. That was I mean, Ford's great in general, and he's a great great friend, um, and. It actually kind of goes back to my initial question. He's someone, he produced that record that said that I abandoned for mm. all that time. And for a long time, I felt like he resented me for, like I paid him for the gig. Yeah. And, but I felt embarrassed about abandoning it. And uh -huh. I felt like he was, he had judgments about me for doing that. And he didn't. And and so uh, he was someone who I actually, he was a friend, a great friend who I recently reconnected with and realized how easy it is because usually the stuff that you've built up in your head that other people, you think other people think about you oftentimes is totally wrong. So that right. kind of sinks into my initial Almost question. Almost always. Yes. Yeah. Except sometimes except those rare cases <laughs> right um, so do you have any any fun memories of ford from from high school that you could share yeah i mean i, I have a i we really got to know each other in like uh, 11th and 12th grade and he was a he, he's a really uh, neat guy ford um, and he 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 he's he's a very versatile musician and his i mean i, I his did your lyrics, bands ever play together 
Not quite, not quite, but we, we did play a couple times together at the school cafeteria, Ross Shepard Composite High School in Edmonton. <laughs> and and he, in high, so he was a punk rocker with a bunch of, with, with a few other people. And yeah. and and I wasn't... Uh, you were more Calypso? No, I was not kind yet. of like, kind of like mod? evolving from a mod to a hippie at the time okay. in the late '80s. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, I was Pretty a little. Calypso. I was a, mm-hmm. I was like an ambitious kind of student guy, and and uh, and I was thinking of running for president of the student council, and Ford. Uh, you know, we didn't know each other too well, but we then, but we were we were getting to know each other, and and he came up to me and he said, he said, you know, he said kind of like. Are you going to run for class president? I was like, well, if you will, I don't think I will, you know, because I, I just thought it was, you know, because I liked him a lot. <clears throat> and so he got up there, and the other guy who I kind of knew too, kind of a preppy, nice guy, gave this, you know, traditional speech to be the student council president. And then Ford got up and he gave like this totally anarchist, like, <laughs> like let's like tear the school down and like, you know, just like, you know, completely <laughs> ridiculous, like the, exactly what you don't say to get elected. So, of course, the other guy. One, but but uh, that was a really good memory. It was like he was, you know, one of the first kind of like people who was, you know, iconoclastic in my life. So so it was really really neat. And he was the first person I ever heard play the Redemption song. I'd never known that song. Wow. He taught me the Descendants and stuff. So we we had a uh, we had we had a nice we had a good we had a good. Uh, That's good time. beautiful. That yeah. makes me really. So happy. I will reach out to him for sure. Yeah. But, but I loved hearing his songs. I mean, the, the lyrics were. Well, wild and great and so creative, but yeah, yeah, no, he's a, he's an amazing one. And uh, for for listeners, if you're going to only listen to one segment of that, I really recommend checking out the segment with Kim Cook, where we talk about Ford is currently in a reading group where they're reading Finnegan's Wake, and they're reading it three pages a month, and they've been doing it for like, for years, and they're like, they're you know only like That's half. What it like, takes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, speaking of Ireland and and. Just listening to them talk about that process, and then weaving it into the connection of how that connects with, with uh, what we're doing. This the synchronicity, like that's a work of synchronicity art, and this is a work of synchronicity art. So, but all of it is great. Uh, also, the, his the last segment, he has this song called "The Dark Women" that is just phenomenal. Not and nothing. You say you made this a, a, a little mark about like about how he's showing you up. No one could show you up. No. No one could show up. I see Hawks in LA. One of the things I, I like people who they put music in competition with each other. And I'm, I'm just joking with you. I don't think you're actually saying that. But but my feeling is that if when you're listening out man we have to take him out. When you're Just listening like, I better warn When you're here. listening to a great song, I don't care who it is, you're not thinking of listen, like if I'm listening to God only knows, I'm not thinking of a day in the life. And if I'm listening to one of your songs, I'm not thinking of any of their others. Like when it's playing and the only time you think about another song is when you're listening to bad music. Well, but I don't know about, I don't know I don't think good music is in competition with each other. Because uh, we've, <laughs> Paul and <laughs> Make I have, the argument. Have, uh, have our own sort of podcast that's sort of sports talk radio based on classic rock and roll, sort of applying the sports talk oh. radio. So like ra- constant ranking. Oh. What's the best? What's the worst? Who's the best guitar player ever, right? I mean, oh, yeah, it's yeah. called well, Rock Talk. Actually, actually ha- is there an actual podcast you do this? Oh yeah. I, where can I find where can we find it? You can can't I put a link find it. it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look on my Facebook page. I posed the question is Sweet Home Alabama in the key of D or G? I, I saw that. Yeah. There's like 
At this point, about 250 <laughs> angry responses. That's the two laurel, people the got in the big fight. Yeah, anything, I mean, yeah. Paul, you should you should check that out. <laughs> so what? Ed so King's name came what's up the most fractious argument between the two of you? In rankings, like what's the one where you're just like, well, I, I will mean, not, the, I won't give an inch. There's the Warren Zevon Leonard Skinner question, right? You, you, you like the Zevon better, right? Yeah, Rob thinks Warren Zevon is better than Leonard Skinner, which is ridiculous. I agree with Rob. I think I'm going to agree with Rob. Wow. So we got three. See, it's three on three. There's a, I, but I have Victoria, to say, but that scared, is such right? an odd. Yeah. That, that's a very It's three to three. But wait a second. Why are you put like that's such a it's like pitting a, a shark against no, a, no, uh, it's not. a dinosaur. <laughs> no. <laughs> like don't they don't so. they don't come from the same No, no, they're <laughs> it, it, it it's rock talk. But it gets you can, you can it be gets on rock at, talk if you it want. It gets at a fundamental question about rock and roll, which is well, <laughs> <laughs> Who's better, <laughs> Leonard Skinner or Warren Zevon? It, it yeah. gets at a fundamental question about what rock and roll is. You know what's kind of you know actually I, I'm going to say the most embarrassing thing of, that any of you could say. Actually, and I, I, I'm embarrassed about the Warren Zevon part. I'm not as embarrassed about Leonard Skinner, but neither of them really pushes the needle for me in a way that makes me excited. And I'm sad. I, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of my friends. Have you heard a song? They have a song called "Sweet Home Alabama." You should check it out. <laughs> no, it's I like believe a, me. Kicks ass. I, it's a song that I that uh, my band used like used to kick in. It's a song that probably every band kicks into at some and, point. And in, play it wrong. And yeah, play it in the, but it doesn't. Wrong key. First of all, they think it's in G, which is not. <laughs> okay. Oh no. Let's not start a fight. Let's not start a fight. But. Uh, but I, I appreciate I appreciate those completely obtuse rock and roll arguments where there is where basically there is no winner except for the people who are getting to have the conversation, right? I mean, getting to argue about Warren Zevon and Leonard Skinner with musicians who you like and ha- like hanging out with it's that's the best. A, that's the most fun in yeah, the world. It is right. Yeah. So. If you act if it was actually a podcast, I would I would hate listen to it all the time. <laughs> You'd get angry. <laughs> I get so angry when anger. people are talking bad about about music. I'm like, well, I mean, no. like in Double Off Spy Car, everyone bags on the Eagles except for me. I mean, it it, it right. gets vicious because they're idiots. The Eagles are idiots. No, the, <laughs> the, the haters. The Eagles are geniuses. Eagles are geniuses. I I'm not until Joe Walsh joined. See, to, but uh, to me, God, God I, I'm not. See, I, we're already is, we're already doing. Hey, this is not. This not is a, this we've is already rocked out. We've hijacked your podcast. Hey, Andras Jones, welcome to Rock Talk. <laughs> hey, Andras, how's it going? Thanks for coming to Rock Talk. <laughs> Paul, I, I've never I just, been a fan of of the Eagles, but but I think see, there's but, haters everywhere. Yeah, I've never been a fan, but but at the end, but when I was a kid, we watched the Warriors. Do you remember oh, that yeah. movie? The and movie, at the very, yeah. very end, at the very end, it breaks into that song, Somewhere Out on the Horizon. Is that the Eagles? Oh, it does? Yeah. yeah. And it's, no, it's that's a, Joe Walsh. Oh, well, it's a great moment anyways. Well, uh, <laughs> see, for me, I love the Eagles, but to me, the Eagles are like a lot of California rock. It's sort of standing on the shoulders of Lowell George, and he doesn't get the credit. So I feel a little, I feel protective of the Lowell Georgeness that the Eagles sort of sucked out but they had the good sense to recognize something good and and grab on and latch on to it but if you listen to some of those tracks on sailing shoes i'm like 
See, wow. see this for, see how this format works. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, not to go too far down that. It's nice to do uh, a rock talk hole. segment in the in the middle of another podcast. It is. Yeah. It is. Okay. Very so, uh, validating. Excellent. It's it's a very rich format. I think you should. I think you should do it. Uh, I would love to be a guest on it. it You're already on podcast. You already are. So, so Paul, now uh, being the yes, th- which Paul? Yes. I know you're. The, I was going to say you're the fifth, fourth. How many Pauls do we have? There's been. You're the fourth Paul of the evening. Fourth Paul, no John. So nobody's named Paul anymore. Too. It's, that name is gone. Really? Uh, go through. Uh, go through the birth records. I'll bet there there are no Pauls. Paul Rudd is still named Paul. No, I'm talking about today. No one names their kid Paul. I think probably fans of Paul Rudd are naming their kids Paul. Paul Rudd. No, they're naming Paul him Rudd. Rudd. They're He's naming the him Rudd. Rudd is a good don't, first don't name. Don't mention Rudd Paul Rudd around him. me. Okay. Don't so. mention Paul Rudd. He's the worst. Okay. Really? Niagara I don't even Falls. know who Paul Rudd is. Slowly He's I turn. the worst actor in movies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I believe Paul Rudd. Uh, okay, well... <laughs> Red. We could have an, now we're gonna have a. He's have an embarrassment a, to the name. Oh, to the name of Rudd. Well, he's like Kevin Costner, isn't he? No. His like name he, is Rudd. No, Dolph. No. Dolph. <laughs> well, you need Vic- him. It's like you need. Uh, Victoria's looking on horrified. She's like, <laughs> he's the I flower like and the gravy, right? <laughs> You don't know who Paul Rudd is? He was the boyfriend. He was the boyfriend of Phoebe at the end oh, of Friends. That's like the least interesting thing. He was an anchorman. He was. He plays. Oh, I Ant, hate that guy. He plays Ant Man. He's the worst. <laughs> He's like Kevin Costner. You have to have him. Oh, oh right? no! Come on. Okay. Well, what would like? What would the world be without Kevin Costner? Anyway, let's let's <laughs> come on. Let's bring it on back. Let's bring it back. So, I mean, that might be the question that Paul asks is... is what would the world be like, like without Kevin, Kevin Costner? Costner? But is that your question? <laughs> it is not. It is so, not. So, Paul Guy-Lunas, what is your question for the Pop Oracle? Okay, so I spent all week listening to your show with Ford Pierre, and mm. I, I went through many different questions in my head, and some of them were profound, and some of them were not. Profound. No, number profane. And then I had a perfect one about three days ago, and I was like, I should write this down when I get home. And then I forgot it, and I've spent the last couple of days trying to remember it. And I, I, I laid down on the sofa today after work, and I <laughs> tried to remember, and I didn't. But it's okay. The other one that I've had all week, it's Tony Gilkison broke the ice on this one. This is, uh, I've followed your, your rules. Okay. Okay. Who was the funniest person you ever knew? Who was the funniest? Wait, who like oh. now? I, so you gotta gotta. You're not quite following my rules. So let me let me let me just help you <laughs> that, out here. That's my question. I so, like it though. So, that's but the thing is, question for the pop oracle, and it's something I'm interested in. So, I, like, just because the pop oracle isn't like the pop oracle knows all, so you could just ask who's the funniest person. But when you put when you direct it to a particular thing, it may, it, it muddies the the the. Well, that's the okay. I'll direct it to the universe. Who is the funniest person? That you. That has ever lived. That has uh, ever existed. Or. I. Because well, if the pop guess, oracle knows all, so. I guess I'll just I'll just wait to see what happens. Okay, so, <laughs> the question is, I'm gonna I'm gonna take, a sort of, umpire ability here, and I'm gonna say, who is the funniest person? Okay. 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 And now to engage the pop oracle, Paul, who might be the funniest person, Paul Guy Lunas gets to not. pick a card. <laughs> any card. Pick a card. Any card. Pick a card. 
What is it? Song number five. Five. Wow. White Cross. White Cross. Featuring oh, a Tony. special appearance. We're going to bring Tony in. From Tony Gilkison.
And that was White Cross from IC Hawks in L.A. with Tony Gilkison on guitar. The answer to Paul IV's question that I sort of shoehorned into my format, <laughs> who is the funniest person? Well, then you could... You know, if people want to answer the funniest person they know is you ever knew, then that's 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 how anyone can personalize it for themselves. But uh, so now, tell us a little bit about the background of this hilarious song. <laughs> well, yeah, um, this is an, this song we wrote with Peter Davies, uh, the Liverpool, the Liverpudlian. Now, does he pronounce his name Davies or Davis? Davies, I think. Like Ray Davies is <laughs> yeah, Ray Davis. Right. There. But yeah, no. But his is I E S. Yeah. Dave Ray Davies is. No, Peter Davies. Well, so is Ray Davies. Is it? Yeah. Well, I E S. Yeah. Anyway, you know him as Pete <laughs> Davies. I don't want to mess it up, mess it up. Yeah. If you say uh, Ray Davis to people, they don't know what you're talking about no. unless you're in England. You guys say Ray Davies. So let's say Pete Davies. Anyway. Okay. Yes. So we wrote it with him and We wrote it with him. And I can't remember exactly um, how it started. I mean, but it, to me... Oh, I, I do. Okay. Um, Peter had pretty... It was fairly complete what he had, it, uh, words and melody, but it was about visiting Waycross, sort of a, a pilgrimage to a Graham Parsons land. Uh-huh. And, he's, and we're, we're kind of like, we, we can't... We don't really want to sing about Graham Parsons. It's a little too, I don't know, on point. So we completely hijacked the song. It just complete, replaced 80% of the lyrics, I would say. But it's, uh, but the melody and everything else is... Uh, it's pretty intact, mm-hmm. uh, what Peter did. It's a great song, you I guys. I swear. So really now... Nice. So what's it about? I don't know. I mean, uh, White Cross is like... Um, it's a, it was like speed, like old fashioned speed, like hillbilly speed. We were called white crosses at some point. And then there's, of course, that, that, that point was when I was going to college, when Paul Marshall was going to college. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's the line. I do another white cross. Yes. Yes. Uh, so what did you, how did you, what do you want to tell us how someone was, would do white cross? Was it a, would you take it as a pill? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Uppers. Was, did it have a cross on it? Is yep. that why they called it? Yes. Yep. Pep pills. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. Were these um, the same like uppers that they were like the English musicians were taking and like the Beatles in Liverpool? We think so. We think Probably so. Probably related. There was there were so many types Benzedrine. of uppers. Yeah. Out truckers there. took them. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So there you go. So there's that, and then there's of course like the white crosses that you see on churches all over the place and hillsides, um, and so. I to me the song is like lots of imagination. I mean, then there's like Memphis in there, and the second part for me is like the Mississippi mud line, and that's like thinking about like my family's all from Memphis and northern Mississippi, and just like the sort of the mud of ancestry of everybody kind of being buried there. Um, So there's that. Uh, but it's, I don't know, it's like a groove, too. Like, the, to me, it's so much of that song is like the groove um, and the feel. Yeah, it feels um, like it's setting a mood on a yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, I thought of a cemetery with the white cross, but... Yes, that yeah, too. Sure. Yeah. Hilarious. I always thought it was like gambling. <laughs> gambling? And there's that, too, yeah, because there's the, the... 
Oyster Palace back room where the night was always day, played a little guitar, dealt a lot of stud, like sort of like it's like the underbelly um a little bit. Uh the old fashioned underbelly. So um Andros. Yes. So I wasn't sure how it connected there, yeah. but um I have but, some ideas. But uh Paul uh Marshall um, experience with this white cross yes. when he was, uh, you know, a kid. Uh, it just reminded me of the funniest person that I ever knew. Yes. You know, that's kind of what I was yeah. thinking of of the funniest person. I have a lot of funny people in my life. Rob's really funny, and uh, I have I have a couple. My wife is hilarious. She's yes. like absolutely hysterically funny, and um, I have some other. Elijah's really funny, but right. but um, but my the funniest person, the person who just made everybody laugh uncontrollably and he could have them in his in the palm of his hand was my high school friend and they would all they would all sit around and you know my my main experience with drugs was 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 sitting with them my friends in high school they would all smoke pot and i would say i would have a little speech i'd say you guys it's not not really good for you and then we'd all (laughs) sit around and and they would all be smoking pot and and they would all be uh we'd all listen to music yep in and we would just have the funniest time in the entire world. And, and my friend, uh, you know, who I was thinking of, you know, he was the definitely, like, by far the, the most charismatic, funniest person. I'm still kind of in touch with him, but... but What's um, his name? His name is Rob. Another Rob. And, he and you would York. be totally straight. You would be sober. I would be. I would yeah. be. But but it was just, you know, those those times you don't forget, you know, yeah. those... But uh, but that's kind of what was... I kept thinking of that for some reason, and, and I know it's for a question for the pop Well, article. I know the... I have no the answer, so... Okay. I mean, the, it's, I've got it down to two. Okay. So <laughs> we're talking about the White Cross pills, yes. right. which we are thinking was Benzedrine. Right. Which they called Benny's. Yes. So... It's either Benny Hill or Jack Benny. <laughs> I'm leaning towards Jack Benny. I'm leaning towards Benny Hill. <laughs> okay, well, we're back to rock talk. Yep. Who's Benny Hill. Who's, who's the funnier, funnier, Jack Benny or Benny Hill? Wow. Well, that's a, that's about I as ludicrous. Benny Hill is so funny. <laughs> Benny Hill is. <laughs> Jack Benny is funny too. My daughter. I love PJ. it. You have your, you're doing my, a, you're my, doing my a daughter modern... PJ who who actually babysat. At Rob's kids, yeah. yeah. When she was a, a a real youngster, elementary school age, yeah, she would come home from school and they were showing Jack Benny reruns on not <laughs> not Nickelodeon, but some you know cable channel like that. And TV she, Land, yeah, maybe TV Land. She got into it like as a you know a seven year old, eight year old little girl. She's wow. she watched Jack Benny every day and roared <laughs> with laughter. She thought he was the funniest. Your oh, money or your life. Your money or your life? I'm thinking. <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty good. Well, I mean, there. I'm sure there. I mean, I mean, Benny Hill's what I so think. dumb, you know. And like in the context of the world now, it's like it's even funnier because it's so tasteless. It's just. You know? I honestly, I feel like if you just put, if you just sped up. Like footage of the White House now and played that music, <laughs> it would feel like that's, that's a good what, idea. That's why it's terrifying to me. <laughs> that's I a love, good I idea. I was, I was, I see um, him chasing people around yeah. Trump Tower yeah. and yeah. When my, my, when I was thinking of asking the question, I was, I listened to the news 24 hours a day. I was like, I've got to come up with some question that has nothing to do with <laughs> Sorry. current events. Didn't I just mean was to like, put, you. Take it, us no, back no, there. it's okay. It's just, I was like, I was trying to come up with something yeah. that would take us away from, from that. <laughs> Did anyone ever know? Do any of you have any friends named Benny who were particularly funny? 
Do you ever do you ever know anyone named Benny? Ben, Benny fell out of favor before Paul did, as a name. I yeah, because well, I don't Ben. Know any Benny's I bet they were all. I bet Bennies were all Bens, and they just like it was like a comedy thing. Like, well, Benny Hill. I mean, Jack Benny was. Yeah. yeah. Benny is a last name, and that's a. I haven't heard anyone besides Jack Benny with Benny. a last name. Well, that wasn't his real last name. No. That's right. But I do have. I have a friend named uh, Christian Benjamin Burke who. Went by the moniker Sneaky Ben. You guys know Ben. That's funny. Chris Chris Burke, he came to our shows up in Northern California sometimes. Yeah, he was, and he was a very, very funny, funny, funny guy. Also, you know who's, who's funny? <laughs> Edward Bernays, the the uh, grandson of, or he's a nephew of uh, Freud, and he was the father of the Bernays sauce. PR machine. No, he did not create the Bernays sauce. No. Oh. If you ever watched, the, there's a great uh, uh, documentary film by Adam Curtis called The Century of the Self. And it's all about how the, the modern psychological movement grew up with the modern public relations movement. And that, that, that they've been... Was he in that movie Weekend at Bernays? <laughs> also very funny. <laughs> Our senses of humor, I feel like, are very different. <laughs> It's looking that way. It's looking that way. Well, well, let's all, let's all just ponder the bennies that that we want to think of. Yeah, there is no ultimate answer. I think the honestly, the funniest person is the person who made you laugh at that time before you could. I remember laughing when I was 11 or 12. Like I had a friend who could make me laugh so much that I would puke mm. or, you know, it was just and it would be uncontrollable. I don't remember the last time I was laughing so hard that I thought I was really. If someone can make you laugh hard enough to do any bodily function, they're doing yeah, a good my, job. Yeah, we had a, we had a, the, the same friend. Yeah. He used to he used to make um, the one I was telling you about. He used to he used to just like command the attention of of the the kids and he would just they would like just fall down uncontrollably laughing it was really it was really fun to be in that in that uh that world yeah in edmonton yeah i was that was calgary actually yeah what about you uh vicky and paul and paul do you anybody like that my oldest brother is hilarious he's just he's just so funny and witty and everything that comes out of his mouth it's always funny (laughs) what's his name barry Barry is like Pretty Benny. Close. Close, <laughs> Pretty close. Pretty yeah. close. And yeah. uh, Paul, number one, or you know, I'm not going to put you guys on the in competition. You're both Paul number ones to me. Uh, <laughs> so what did you do? You have a funniest person in, in your life that you uh, remember? I, I think at the moment, Rob Waller might be the funniest person in my life. Wow. I'm honored. Because we laugh. We do a lot of laughing. Does he ever make you laugh so much that you puke? Not yet, but I'm looking forward to the time that he does. He liked my weekend at Bernays joke. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> well, uh, any other any other funny people you want to throw out before we wrap up this hilarious pop oracle session? What about? What I, I was going to say we just that we just we just ended right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, what were you gonna say? No, I, I just kept wondering if, if uh, in that song, the there was a like a a character, the mm-hmm. the lady at the start and mm-hmm. the gambling people. Yeah, the, but none of them seemed like it was. It Not wasn't like really. a laugh riot. Yeah. 
it was a real grooving song. Yeah. 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 Well, and all the funny people we mentioned were were guys, and the, but the character in the the song is talking well, a lot the, about a woman at the beginning. Yeah, who's who's blowing him off? He's being blown off by the woman. She's blowing him off yeah. on the street. Hmm. hmm. Makes me think of like you know, would the female of Benny be Betty? Probably not. <laughs> Maybe. Well, there's the answer. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> that's, um, that's what I do. I reach. I try, try and draw yeah. connections. Yeah. Sometimes they hit. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. I love it. It's yeah. it's a it's very engaging. And... You know, but like I say, that was very Ford peer review. <laughs> to just be like, no, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we are. From you do Edmonton. not. Yeah, no, you just you let it. You put it out right out there. This is like Edmonton is the New York City of uh, Canada of Canada. That's right. Is it? In terms of people telling you the truth. Ah. The difficult truths. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's a great show, though. It's well, really, really fun. Well, thank you so much for, for being a part of it and for asking a question that got us laughing. That's really it's good. Indeed. And uh, what a beautiful song. And great to hear you all playing with Tony. It's yeah. pretty fun. Yeah. Treat for us. Thanks a lot, Paul. Thank you. We love you guys. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show. It's a good show. And now, the question from Ford Peer. What is the most under- rated virtue what is the most underrated virtue the dark women the one with the boots is haughty and fit she's got a loud proud voice and a lacerating wit and she moves fast past where guys like me sit trailing a fragrance of brightly lit rooms She's got hundreds of friends who all look the same. She eats food made of vegetables I couldn't name. What I'd see is a dare. She'd treat like a game. I can't say for certain, but it's safe to assume. Who are these dark women? When they look at me, what is it they don't see? Who are these dark women? What is it they don't want from me? She knows things that only an orange goer knows.
I could be projecting or something, I suppose. But my sense for such things is not the worst. There's a trick to the blinds is my best guess. Cause they're never ever shut. So you can see what a mess the place is at all times. Sometimes you can catch her undress. She's just a little older than you might think at first. Who are these dark women? In their caves asleep atop their gleaming hordes. Who are these dark women? What are they pulling me towards? I don't think about my exes. It's like the sting of defeat is still too recent. And I don't think about the girls I knew when I was a boy. Something about that seems indecent. What is it they don't want? 